all Buckeyes all the time. This is your weekly inside look at the Scarlet and Gray. Brought to you by Atlas Butler Plumbing Services. This is the 11 Warriors Radio Hour. Welcome to the 11 Warriors Radio Hour. Jason Priestess, Chris Lauterbach, Notre Dame superfan Bodie Wells on the turntables tonight. Massive show this evening. Ohio State got it right before a huge showdown in South Bend Saturday. Five other top 10 matchups this weekend. Jim Harbaugh's back and Mel Tucker officially fumbled the world's biggest bag. Let's get cracking, man. We got a lot tonight, Chris. And, um, Let's talk about this Western Kentucky game a little bit. Bucks won 63 to 10. Not going to spend a lot of time on this one because there's a huge, huge game against Notre Dame and we got to spend a lot of time on that. But, you know, jumped out 7 nothing, used a 35 point second quarter lead to take a, or second quarter to take a 42 to 10 halftime lead. Uh, I thought nearly everyone looked good. And, you know, it, Western Kentucky was 28 point dogs. Buckeyes nearly doubled that. You gotta like that. I mean, it's not a great team. I'm not here to say they just beat Alabama, but at the same time, you'd almost double a 28 point spread. That's a pretty good showing. I think it was really the first time this year they did what they were supposed to do against an inferior team, right? They handled the other teams. They got the W, but, you know, good teams win, great teams cover. And they, uh, yeah, they, they kept their foot on the gas. That 35 point second quarter was just ridiculous. I think, what, like four touchdowns and nine plays or five touchdowns yeah. and nine plays or something like that. Again, you're right, Western Kentucky, but that's what you do to a team like that. You carve them up. Absolutely. McCord, 19 of 23 for 318, three touchdowns. Travion, 13 for 88 and two touchdowns. Marv, marvelous again, five for 126, including a long touchdown. Ibuka had two touchdowns. Uh, Carnell Tate got his first touchdown of the season. Shout out. Got the defense scoring. You got a uh, fumble recovery in the end zone by Tyleek Williams. who had a monster game. He's played really well this year. And a 58-yard pick six from Jermaine Matthews. I mean, guys showing up all over the place. One of those games. Devin Brown got his first touchdown pass of the of his career at Ohio State. Perfect tune-up for Notre Dame. Uh, you know, some of those games, easy to come and look ahead. You know, look sluggish, and, and they look good. And they're, they're quite a lot of Buckeye fans going on this week. I liked it, too, as Day kind of, you know, called out before, hey, we're getting ready to take a step. Like, you know, hopefully they were building to something, right? Because those mm-hmm. first two weeks, some good, some good, some bad, and, you know, some good reasons for some of that, too, I suppose. But you are you were looking to kind of, you know, stack some stack some bricks, right? Yeah. And, I, and I feel like they did exactly that. You you touched on a little bit with the defense. I know we'll get into it. But the four turnovers, I mean, the defense had played pretty good, only given up, what, 10 points or whatever it was through the, right. you know, through the first couple games. But wasn't necessarily all that opportunistic, right? I think just one interception, maybe one turnover. But yeah. to get four last week and convert two into touchdowns, those things, you know, they tend to come in bunches. But they to do. see that happen with starters and backups uh, was pretty sweet. Yeah, good game. I think 20 points Ohio State's given up through three games, the lowest since 76. Since 75, I 75? think. 75? Yeah. yeah. Insane, right? Yeah. I mean, I knew they were playing well. I've been, you know, both you and I have been very bullish on the D and, and having a great year, like similar to 2019. Um, and, and they're looking at it, man. They're contesting balls. They're, they're aggressive. Um, you know, learn, what did we learn this week? Learn that, you know, it's McCord's team. I feel like, you know, they did name him the starter Monday ahead of, or I'm sorry, Tuesday ahead of, um, Western Kentucky game. And 
kind of emphatically said, yep, it's my team, and I, I think that's put to rest, right? Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, what you wanted to see with him, same deal. Start stacking performances on top of each other, show improvement each week, and I feel like he's done that, right? I mean, his total yards in each game went from 239 to 258 to 318 or yeah. whatever it was yeah. last week. His completion percentage has also gone up each of the three games, 61% to 70% to almost 83% last week. So, again, opponent, all those kinds of right. things, but you're seeing more comfortability. I think looking downfield, yep. I mean, Marvin's wide open. Yep. I don't know if you know I could throw it that far, no, but no, he's a, open uh, enough that if he could, he me. would catch it. Yeah. But, but um, you're seeing him look down the field yeah. a little bit more, right? Those first couple games was kind of checked down city, looked a little more comfortable trying to, you know, look look down the field. And yeah. you can do that. You got to stretch the defenses at times. And, um, you know, obviously having Marv as a cheat code, but I think for McCord, just being able to stand in there, scan down the field, you're seeing growth from him and you need to see another big step this week. Every rep helps. Every rep helps. And it's kind of contagious too. Like Devin Brown, I love the dude. He's a great personality, great human, funny, great guy. Didn't exactly look like a major college quarterback in the first two games of the season. And he's out there throwing dimes. The Carnell Tate was a pass was a beautiful oh, touchdown yeah, pass. Yeah, he dropped right? that in the bucket. Yeah, great catch by Tate, which, you know, shout out to him. We've talked about everything he's been through. Nice to see him get his first touchdown. Um, but yeah, awesome, awesome throw by Brown for sure. And like you said, he's not hurting for uh I'm not hurting for confidence at all, and you can see he's going to be someone that's going to embrace that role uh, as the backup if you need him. Um, but yeah, I was I was super fan of seeing Carnell Tate score. Uh, Brown's got the custom bolo tie now for game day. I, I like everything about him. Just yeah. his own beat, man. I can yeah. appreciate that because I mean, college is you're young and you want to fit in, and it's easy just to do what everyone else does. And I I respect the fact that he does some of this stuff. Uh, Marv being Marv, man. I mean, good lord, good luck Notre Dame. I hope you got like somebody that can keep up with him because he is a beast. Um, but there's talent everywhere. We just talked about Tate. Abuka's amazing, right? Like Abuka's almost criminally underrated on this team because of a Mar- of Marvin Harrison. Yeah. Like, he's really, really, really good. Yeah, I feel like I've been an Ibuka stand for sure. I, I, you know, and last year when Smith and Jigbo went out, that's who stepped up in the Notre Dame game. I think he was 9 for 90 with a touchdown or yeah. something like that last year. I think Marv only had like, I think he was 5 for 56 last year. I looked it up earlier this yeah, week. Was. Um, and obviously, you would expect you know a little bit different uh, production from him this week. That was really each of those guys, what, like their second start, basically. They had started the Rose Bowl, and then, yeah. you know, I, I think that was it, right? But yeah, Ibuka is you know, nasty. I mean, when you got Marvin draw on the other team's best, or at least they've always got to keep an eye out for him, depending on when he's lined up on the field. Ibuka knows how to take advantage of that, and uh, yeah, he's he's the uh, second best receiver in college football. I think yeah. you know, I don't, I don't think that's the second great, best on this team, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. how's that grab you? And then your third, your third cornerback's going to have to match up with Fleming or Tate. I mean, come on, we'll take that. Uh, Mayan seems to be third on the depth chart, man. I thought that was really interesting. Uh, Travion had a monster game. He's running like he did as a freshman. He's got something the other guys don't have when he's on. When he's fresh and he's healthy and he's on, um, but you know, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think Henderson is. I, I get sometimes where he might frustrate some fans. I think between the tackles, he's not always you know the best. Maybe he doesn't hit the holes as hard as you would want all the time. Sometimes he looks it looks really fast. I think some of that though is also, you know, just from a play calling from a strategy perspective. You know, he's at his best on the outside. Now you can't just run to the outside every single time, or defense will know it's coming. So right. I'm not saying that's the only thing you can do for him. But obviously, you get him to the corner where he can put his foot in the ground and turn up field. He's had two touchdowns untouched where he's gone around the edge against lesser opponents. But I mean, his speed when he gets yeah. there. I like him out of the backfield as a passer too. I hope they 
I would like to see them do that even a little bit more, right? Um, because I think you know you give them the ball on the flats like that, and well, he's, Minnesota's he's a freshman. To remember that that touchdown? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's gone. had a few. I mean, Maryland before, right before he was gone for the rest of the year, yeah. he, it was like you know a touchdown um, run off a, off a catch that he had, and yeah, he looks really good in that situation. So to me, he's definitely the number one. Now I think depending on situations and things like that, Chip's obviously a, a physical guy. It is interesting to me that Mayan is third, but from what we've seen from all three of those guys, I can't argue that pecking order. Thinking about this season's yeah. you know production. Yeah, and they got, again, depth, luxury to have. Uh, defensive ends didn't record a sack, but, man, they look good. They were in the backfield meeting up all day. PFF loved them. Their win rate was great, really highly graded this week. Mm-hmm. Denzel Burke, the eraser, what a year he's having, man. You mentioned it the other day. Offenses basically are just saying, we're going to waste this down if you throw at them. That's how it's been so far this year. We'll see against better opponents with Hartman and, you know, what happens this weekend. But yeah, I mean, I, last week he gave up, I think there were two catches in there that he gave up. But this season, I, I, I can't remember the stat, but he's, he's been dominant. Um, he even came up and run support, which is really not his forte. He forced that fumble that Tyleek jumped on for a touchdown. Yeah. And again, that's not really where Burt, you know, you're not going to ask him to do that too much. That's not really his thing. But, um, he's been locked down so far. Interested to see this week. Cause I think as good as Hartman is, see what Bodie thinks about Notre Dame's receiving core. But I see a lot of guys catching balls for them, but they don't seem to have a clear-cut no. one or even a clear-cut two. Certainly not if you look at the stats. Um, so, you know, I'm not really sure there's a guy he needs to lock down this weekend, but um, be nice knowing that he'll be out there that could, you know, take away who, maybe whoever that primary option is. Yeah, playing with the chip, wants to get back after it after maybe a, you yeah. know, a, a tough year. He'll admit that. And I think he was better year. in the second half. I think he got better. It was a rough start. I think he got better, but to your point, I don't think he was as good as he was his freshman season. Uh, two catches given up this year, five pass breakups. That's a pretty yeah, good rate. Yeah, that's we'll not keep bad. that. Speaking of the Irish, it's here. It's finally Notre Dame week. Here's what Ryan Day had to say about the Irish today and the magnitude of that game. Yeah, and I, and I think that this is a group that has played in the big stage. You know, they have, I mean, the majority of these guys have done that and, and they've seen it. You know, even though Kyle really hasn't, you know, been on that stage, he's, he's seen it. He's been around it. He knows what it looks like. And, um, and a lot of the guys coming back from last year's team have been they've been there before so so that's good going into it and then you know i think you saw last week what we're capable of and so yeah i mean it's all there and now it's just time to go do it love that uh bodie cover your ears you're not gonna want to hear this but most notre dame games of ohio state i don't fear them because they're always like a paper leprechaun they're always about eight spots too high than they should be in the polls right i mean it's what we've seen since you know since the 90s 95, since, since holtz yeah. left basically yeah. And this year's different. They got some dudes, man. They're mm-hmm. a good team this year. I, I, I honestly am nervous for this game. And, 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 you know, last year I wasn't. Right. And the bowl games when they played Notre Dame, I wasn't. Right. I'm like, okay, this is overrated Notre Dame again. Feels a little different this year. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think even last year, 21 to 10, it being the first game of the year, um, was a little rust. You know, the performance wasn't dominating, but same deal. I didn't really have a lot of concern going into it this year. I feel like I, you and I talked about it. If it wasn't for last week's dominant performance, oh yeah, I think you could have made a case for Notre Dame being favored. Yeah. And I wouldn't have not argue. You know, wouldn't I mean, have already slipped it. four points. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a game. You know, could very well be four or five minutes left in the game, and you don't know who's going to win yet. I mean, I think that's that's a very plausible scenario. Yeah, uh, one I ex- expect, quite frankly. So yeah, definitely different than what we've seen in previous uh, games, at least going into it. Here's why uh, some of that Notre Dame paper leprechaun stuff sticks is since '94, they're four and nineteen against top ten teams. Four and nineteen, and a lot of those have been ugly. If we're, if we're being honest, yeah. Uh, from 1988 to 1993, like the the peak of the Lou Holtz era in yeah. South Bend, fourteen three and one in those games. So drastic reversal. That's playing like the Hurricanes. Yeah, that's, you know, that's yeah. playing Florida State. Florida State. That's anyone? Some squads. Yeah, we'll yeah. play you. Yeah. Uh, 
since 2010, Ohio State is 22-9 and against top 10 teams, second most in college football behind Alabama's 33 wins, uh, the 22 there. That's impressive. I do think it's a big game, you know, for Ryan Day. We were yeah. talking about it before the show. He's, I think he's six and five against teams that were ranked in the top ten at the time the game was played, not where they finished, but when the game was played. Six and five, not bad, nope. but not, you know, not not awesome. So you you be nice to notch one here. Huge, huge, and, and you know, you know, I'm a day a day stand. Uh, I've gotten a chance to know him and, and like him a lot. He's a good person, um, but he's also stepping into some of this stuff. You know, Urban had Bowling Green in Florida, you know, to kind of mm-hmm. learn some things that coaches have yep. to learn. Yeah. Any job, yep. you experience, comes experience. And a down Michigan when yeah. he came in as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and they Although, don't. I guess they were so down they weren't even top 10 when he was beating on them for half of those. But, no, they weren't. But still, <laughs> he's learning on, on the job yeah, yeah. at Elite. On one hand, it's nice, right? Because it's like, here's the keys to... A yep. Lamborghini. Right. On the other one, it's like, hey, make sure you don't wreck this thing yeah. because it's but, not like it's not like you knew how to build it necessarily. The Lamborghini's got crazy fans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the thing about that. The, Lam- yeah. the Lamborghini's fans are insane. So <laughs> good luck with the Lamborghini. Uh, much more on Notre Dame later in the show. Uh, some quick transactions to get to. Ohio's coming to Ohio Stadium in 2025. I, I think we all call them OU, but we'll call them Ohio tonight on the show. And you know what? I think it's the first time they've played since Rufus Sucker Punch Brutus. Yeah, that was the one when Spielman was doing the game on the sideline, and he Pillows. was describing it as a pillow fight. Yeah. He was not happy with the highest state offensive line. That's a Jim Trestle special, yeah. He was like, that's a pillow fight down yeah. here. He was all pissed off. That's a neutral ESPN yeah. announcer. Yeah, yeah he didn't like it. <laughs> so I, I think uh, Brutus needs some revenge on Rufus in that one. The funniest part of that whole Rufus story is he wasn't even an OU student. He was a hawking college kid. I'm like, <laughs> you just let anyone roll and put your mascot? You don't have to go to school there? How's this work? Uh, CJ Stroud is dicing, man. 384 yards passing and a 31-20 loss to Indianapolis uh, Sunday. Most by any OSU quarterback in NFL history. How about that? I mean, not a big group there you're competing against, but at the same time, it's super impressive. He also uh, the league, led the league in passing Sunday and got his first two touchdowns of his career. First quarterback in NFL. This is one of those like I love these stats. They just like grab a number here, grab yeah, a number here, like yeah. like say Stats sounds suit. awesome. Yeah, it does. But first quarterback in NFL history with eighty or more attempts without interception in his first two games. That's impressive. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. Because it'd be one thing. I mean, three eighty four is great, but if he had three picks in that game or something too, it takes yeah. a little shine well, yeah. off. You yeah. know, he's he got a couple touchdowns and yeah, he's yet to throw a pick. Looking great. With it's not exactly like it's the old Niners receiving core out there. Oh no, he got some he got some dudes <laughs> that don't talk. I think Nico <laughs> Collins is his best guy, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean it you know, they're gonna be a lot of L's for him, but they got they got some pieces, man. They're starting yep. to build it. Coming up, three questions for the biggest game of the season for the Buckeyes so far. It's eleven Warriors on the fan. We have so many local shows, I can't fit them in a 10-second promo. So let's just say we're live and local all damn day. The Fishing. Somebody once told me the world is going to roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her feet. Hey now, you're a domer. Uh, is this in tribute for the guy passing away? Is this some, Rest in peace. Yeah, R.I.P., man. Oh, is that who this is? Smash Mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, your kids are... Are your kids Shrek age yet? They ever get into Shrek? Shrek? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think they... Because this yeah. Smash Mouth was all over the soundtrack of oh, all the Shrek. So, yeah. like, all the kids love him. And, like, the dude passed. I listened to a couple, like, maybe like a day of Smash Mouth. I'm not a fan or anything, but, like, he passed away and people tend to do that. And now Spotify's like, here's some more Smash Mouth. I'm like, <laughs> you know, R.I.P. my guy, but I'm I'm good. <laughs> I'm gonna listen to some other stuff. Uh, Seven thirty Saturday, number six Ohio State at number nine Notre Dame. 
Notre Dame Stadium, games on NBC broadcast right here on the fan, 97.1. Listen, our dudes, Keels and Lachey. Got some questions for this one. I'll start with this one, Chris. Will the secondary be up for the Sam Hartman test? Because he's on fire this season. Like, objectively elite. 64 to 64 for 90 passing. That's 71%. Uh, 1,061 yards in four games. 13 touchdowns. Zero. I mean, it's him and Penix, probably the two best-looking passers in college football this yeah, point. Yeah. No, he's been uh, he's he's performed very well, no doubt about it. I think that what I would say, I guess, if you're looking for something for Ohio State, you know, to, to cling to, is that against NC State, um, two eighty six, four touchdowns, good. Only completed sixty two percent, so not his best. And he was sacked four times. Well, you were talking earlier so, about McCord's percentage going up every game. Yeah. Like Hartman's down every game. Yeah. He started like eighty two, yeah. so it didn't have didn't have much direction to go the other against way. Against Navy and Tennessee, and I, we think Hartman's really good. I'm yeah, just looking do. for just looking for some stuff here. I think two things. I think one is yeah, get, get some pressure on the guy because, like I said, they sacked him four times, and he you know still had four touchdowns, but he, he wasn't as uh, wasn't as accurate as he was uh, in the the previous two weeks, and um, you know defensive line are going to get after him, and that just helps the secondary. I mean, I think it was one of the problems last year, too, right? Like, the secondary was getting banged on for giving up big plays and all that, which was true, but I also think quarterbacks had a little bit longer to throw than you would want. I mean, sacks the last couple years under Johnson have underperformed, you know, that metric has underperformed, so right. you want to get after this guy. We talked last week, the defensive ends didn't really record any sacks, but they did get more pressure, and the tackles have been good, you know, to me, the interior interior of the defensive line has been really good this year. Yeah. Um, so they got to get after him, but yeah, I think if they can do that, then I think that helps the secondary a lot. I'm not worried about Burke at all. I, Jordan Hancock to me played a lot last week, right? And he's going to play a bunch this week. Started if they're slow, run. and then kind of got better, as the, better as the game went yeah. on. But you know, still had some struggles for sure. Pi and uh, so he did force a fumble, uh, but you need him to step up because you know really when they're bringing Hancock in, he played over 50 snaps last week. That really means they're taking Styles off the field. Yes. Um, they did line him up at a single high safety for the first time this year for a little bit because he's really that nickel safety. But against pass happy teams or formations. Um, you can expect that Styles may not play quite as much. So that means Jordan Hancock is going to have to step up. I feel pretty good about Igbenos, and I feel really good about Burke. Um, but what is Hancock going to give you? Um, and then the other piece, you know, curious, Bodie, want to get your thoughts over here on the on this Notre Dame um, set of receivers, right? Like I see a lot of guys catching passes. I'm like, well, okay, there must be run, you know, got a rotation here. But do they have a dude? Do they have a couple dudes that Ohio State needs to look for? Yeah, they basically have nine Marvin Harrison Juniors running around. No, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, it's definitely a group that I would say say is a B minus and with Hartman they can play like B plus but you know I don't think they have any like bad players out there per se which it's Notre Dame right they shouldn't have too many bad players running around out there but yeah they don't they 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 were horrible receiver last year and you know evidenced by their quote-unquote best receiver well two of their best receivers one towards ACL in August the other one is now a backup corner for Ohio State so that kind of explains how good the receiver room was last year love it I think this year though it's just like solid and thanks to Hartman it elevates they got a lot of twos and threes that Hartman can maybe get them playing like not ones but maybe one and a halfs and two and a halfs if that makes sense yeah that makes sense quarterback quarterback's gonna elevate their play it makes absolute sense next question is Kyle McCord up for Notre Dame's pass D, number four in the country right now, giving up 126.8 yards a game. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I feel pretty good about that one. I think uh, it's going to be a big road test, right? going to be a big thing. You need the offensive line to protect, but I feel like with the weapons Ohio State has, clearly superior weapons on the outside than Notre Dame based on Bodie's assessment of Notre Dame's receivers and what we know about Ohio State's. Uh, I think that's certainly an edge for Ohio State. So if McCord's got some time to throw, I feel pretty good. Pass defense on paper for them looks good, but I'm just not sure Navy and Tennessee State are really bringing much of a passing attack to the fold. Um, NC State maybe a little bit more so, but, um, I you know, only seen Notre Dame play twice, and I feel like McCord should be able to move the ball. Are you feeling pretty yeah. confident about yeah. him to take, you know, kind of take that next step? Maybe the metrics won't look exactly the same numbers wise because of the opponent, but as far as his ability to not turn it over, move the ball, I, I'm, you know, I feel like I'm pretty bullish. Yeah, yeah same, same. I think I'd, I would try to attack really early because uh, Notre Dame's defensive backs are playing their wide receivers in practice, and they're used to that kind of pace and that kind of talent. And they're going to be, you know, a little surprised with, uh, maybe not surprised. They'll, they'll know what's coming, but you're still surprised once you yeah. see the speed and the yeah. athleticism. You're like, okay, this is different than we go against. So I'd go deep early if I if I were Ryan Day. Uh, defensive front against Notre Dame's run game. Audric Estime is number two in the nation, 130.3 rushing yards of the game. Dude's getting 8.3 a carry. Notre Dame's the team's getting 5.9 a touch. I mean, again, haven't played a lot of tough teams, but at the same time, those are really good numbers. Yeah, yeah he's a big guy, what, 5'10", 225, somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, definitely a big physical runner, but he's also got, looks like he's also got a fair amount of speed. I think this might be the, you know, really the most important thing. Like, we always talk about the skill players and this and that, but more often these games are, one, these types of games are one in the trenches, and who can control the line of scrimmage will probably go a long way to determining, if, you know, what, um, how high a state fares. If they can slow down this running game, and get in second at long, get Notre Dame in third and long, where you know it's obvious passing situations. Yeah, Hartman is a weapon, no doubt about it. But if you know a team is going to do something, it's a little easier to scheme against it. So I think shutting this run game down is going to be really important for their uh, overall chances of victory. For sure. Uh, how does Ryan Day call this game and, and Jim Knowles on the other side? Do you think they're loose? Do you think, what do you expect? Yeah, I mean, I, Day acts like he learned from, you know, Michigan and he did carry over that with what his game plan was for Georgia, where it was a little bit more, I don't say caution to the wind, but definitely a little bit more loose. Definitely, mm-hmm. you know, not worried so much about, you know, just other factors, but just saying, hey, I got to put the, you know, I got to put the pedal down here, which will be interesting because, you know, Day has shown a propensity in, in big games like this to kind of abandon the run game. Sometimes you understand it because the run game is not really moving the ball and you've had really good quarterbacks, right, that, that are moving the ball. I mean, Stroud's performance at a loss last year is still one of the best quarterback performances I've ever seen. I still can't believe, he, you know, that Georgia. he ended up on the losing it. Yeah, sorry, that he ended up losing that game. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I think that um, I would expect that he's going to play, you know, again, McCord, he's not going to get him and put him in two, you know, not going to put him in bad situations, uh, not not on purpose, but I, I would imagine he's going to be pretty aggressive. Do you feel like it's going to be a pretty aggressive game plan? I do. I do. I think he's, I, I think he's a really smart person. I really do. I yeah. think he's considered, well, I think I mean, he's smart. calling. He's, yeah, so I, I, I think he knows. He's like, I've got to do what I did in Georgia, you know, and, and, and do that against all these elite teams we play. So I expect to see that. Uh, wild card for me is Knowles, man, and and, and we. He needs about, to do the opposite kind of right. Like he needs to I'm chill out a little it, bit man. and I'm not be so crazy. It. I'm fine. He didn't have the dogs when he did in the past. I think he's got the dogs to do. A Which is why he, he doesn't need to be yeah. as aggressive. Yeah. I think sometimes now this but is a game about, where the dogs are a little bit more. Think equal. about Puggage, man, in the '90s, and you had Springs and those guys. And mm-hmm. yes, here and there it'd be disastrous. That mm-hmm. Michigan slip, you know, still stings. But at the same time, we love that. Yeah, we. I think there'll be a blend. I'm not saying it's gonna be passive base defense the whole game, but I think the number of blitzes you saw at times last year, he's he's already even talked about it that he's you know he's not quite as um right you know 
set on doing that, but at the same time, he wants to keep you know keep offenses off balance. So yeah. I'm sure you're going to see some blitzes here and there for sure. I don't think there's any doubt. But as far as just like the Michigan game, where you feel like you're blitzing every down or you're cover zero, like I, I don't think you're going to see too much cover zero on on Saturday night. Yeah, they sold out for the run last year against yeah. Michigan and yeah. kind of bit them. Lines three and a half. Ohio State's favored. It was seven and a half in the summer, so it's moving. What's your prediction? Yeah, I was going back and forth today. I do feel like that spread feels pretty good. I would not have been surprised if Notre Dame was favored, as we talked about earlier, until last week when Ohio State looked good. I've, I've got Ohio State 31-27. to 27. I feel like this is a game, five, six minutes left. You're not really sure who's going to win yet, um, but i got to roll with the Buckeyes here. Bodie, what do you got? Not going to make a score prediction. Just think the Irish win. That's good radio, Bodie. Thank I you. Know. You're welcome. <laughs> I got Ohio State 34-27. Bodie, we're giving you three and a half. We're going to bet some some radio show uh, meals on some pizza here. I only get the three and a half? Yeah. That's the spread. That's the spread, dude. That's all I need. All right. All right. (laughs) We got Bodie on the hook. Coming up, we've got a bonkers college football Saturday aside from Ohio State Notre Dame. More on that when we come back. Slim Moore is on the fan. The 11 Warriors Radio Hour is brought to you by Atlas Butler Plumbing Services. Atlas Butler's expert plumbers can take care of anything from a clogged drain to a broken water power. Very, very fitting music, Bodie. That's big game music right there. That is big game music. Something in the air tonight, huh? Song can always get you going. It's a great song. Was it random or did you like purposely play it? I saw it, threw it in. Okay. Is this the first time you've heard it? No. No, no, no. Come on. Bodie's young, so I had to He's not shirtless of this. You know that. He does. (laughs) He does, man. You ever seen, uh, oh my goodness, Risky Business, the movie? No. Tom Cruise? It's a train scene. Wasn't that in this? Yeah. That song was a train scene. Rebecca Hangover. Okay. <laughs> Mike Tyson? Mike Tyson. Oh, yeah. I was in that, too. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. He's singing it. Man, Notre Dame, Ohio State's massive. Excited for that beyond belief. But there are some other good games this weekend. I'm going to rip through them real quick and then tell you why they're important. <clears throat> number 22, UCLA at number 11, Utah. That's 330 on Fox. 19, Colorado at number 10, Oregon. 330 on ABC. Number 15, Ole Miss at number 13, Alabama, 3.30 on CBS. And then at night, you've got the Buckeyes-Irish. Number 14, Oregon State at number 21, Washington State at 7 on Fox. And number 24, Iowa at number 7, Penn State at 7.30 on CBS. have a feeling Brian Ferentz is not going to get many points he needs that night. But, uh, I don't know. I was it, it, it's, <laughs> So this is all, you know, Matt Brown, the athletic, kind of pointed this out in a, in a piece he wrote. Six top 25 matchups this week. One off an all-time record, tying the record of seven. And 2017 was the last time that's happened. It's happened only four times. You had seven top 25 matchups. We were this close because Florida State's going to Clemson, and Clemson's still in the coaches poll, but they're outside the 25 in the AP, so it technically doesn't count. So we mm-hmm. have basically six and a half just bangers this week. And that game's at noon on yeah. Fox or, or ESPN, ACC? Um I know the games are spread out. Yeah, I don't know the network. I know the games are spread out. Yeah, the noon the noon one is Florida State uh, Clemson. Um, so six games. This Florida State Clemson is ABC. ABC at noon. Six games this weekend between top twenty five opponents. Um, 
the first three weeks of the season had just three of these games total. Wow. We get six. Still saw some good football. So you're it, did, it did, man. You know. I mean, I cannot wait for this weekend. I mean, let's get into some of these, man. Colorado, we watched Prime on on Saturday night, man. And they me almost up late. They almost they almost got they almost got punked, man. Yeah, I was watching point. the Buffaloes. I mean, Colorado was on, but I was I was uh, or, um, the Rams. The Rams. I was Team Rams for sure. Earl Bruce's old team. Yeah. Uh, Buffs are twenty three point favorites, man. Almost yeah. could have lost that game very easily. Had to, had to have a ninety eight yard drive at the end and some overtime heroics. Um. Travis Hunter got blitzed, and he's you know he's out for a couple weeks. Man, that, that was a cheap shot. Like I was, was literally it hoping was. Colorado State to win because I am not Team Dion. But uh, man, that hit was dirty. Was so I, saw, dirty. I saw Coach Prime though. He he was calling off the death threats. Smart today. Yeah, yeah, yeah good for Prime. <laughs> uh, Alabama <laughs> called off the death threats. <laughs> number fifteen, Ole Miss, and number thirteen, Alabama against CBS at three thirty on Saturday. Um, we think of that. I mean, I love, is, I love it. They are struggling. Yeah, the tide. They, I mean, they got a loss to Texas already at home. They beat USF seventeen to three Saturday. They're out of the top ten for the first time since two thousand fifteen. Your son wasn't born yet, was he? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, that's how long it's been since Alabama. Nor, nor my daughter. Yeah, <laughs> outside the top ten. None of your kids. You were kidless yeah. last time. They, you know. Yeah. Um, Just real quick. The good old days. Do you know who won the national championship in two thousand fifteen? Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> but they started. Yeah, who'd they have as quarterback, though? That's my follow up. I think that was uh, Coker, right? The was it was a state transfer? Was it Tyler? Was a guy named Tyler? <laughs> <laughs> as, even though as mediocre as he was, still looked like Trevor Lawrence compared to what they got down there now. Jaden Milrow did not play against USF. USF's got three wins like the last two years. It's insane. Um, and it, that was know, the year Michigan State got in the playoffs. Yeah, so I'm not counting like that year. Ohio, Ohio State was the nation's best team that year. Dysfunctional, but the most talented, I should say. So, I mean, Bama had what? They, Tyler Buechner started the game. He went 8 of 19, which is always good for an Alabama quarterback. Third stringer Ty Simpson comes in, goes 6 for 10. Monday, Nick Saban said that Jalen Milrow, who started the first two games but didn't play against USF, had, quote, earned the right to be Alabama's. How do you earn it when you don't play? Yeah, I think the way he kind of, the mental gymnastics there was the way he handled it. Yeah. It was, you know, he earned it because he, you know, he was still a team guy and this and that. When he didn't get to play, that was that was kind of how I heard him spin it. Right, you know what Bama fans are saying? They're probably ready to burn it down. It's a double right secret probation. <laughs> that's what they're saying. He did something. He had to yeah, sit a game because yeah. he, you know, I don't know, skipped a class or something. That's that's what the fans are saying. I don't think that would true. cause him to sit out a game there. It must <laughs> did, be something did, a little did, more egregious. Did you earn it after that? Yeah, I don't know. That's true. Uh, had to have been something, uh, on. I don't know, not quite on the basketball front, but somewhere in between skipping a class and, and what the basketball team does. Um, just a nuts week, man. We talked about, you know, that, that Iowa-Penn State game is going to be like, Penn State's good, man. I think they're going to throttle Iowa, and uh, it's going to put Brian Ferentz in a big hole. SEC, still bad in 2023, man. I tweeted a couple weeks ago. I said, man, is the SEC bad outside of like one or two teams? And someone was like, you know, this was after High State was 2-0. and I was like, I, I wouldn't be talking trash about it. You know? I was like, <laughs> buddy, we could be 0-4. We could be 0-4, and, and I will dog on the SEC. You know, that's it's sport. It's supposed to be fun, man. I'm going to roast the SEC whenever I get a chance. They're five and seven now against Power Five non-conference opponents. That doesn't include Vandy's loss to UNLV Saturday. Did you see UNLV social media team <laughs> put out a tweet with the score that said it just means more. <laughs> <laughs> Got UNLV football clowning on you. We already touched on Bama. Tennessee looks like they're always on the verge of taking a step, right? And they lose to a bad Florida team. Yeah, Saturday. they were awful. They could not move the ball. George Milton try to square off of that defensive lineman at the end. I miss that. Yeah. Was he, hey, I mean, hands they were up? like legit had their oh, hands up. I did, I did, see, I did yeah. see a picture. Yeah, it was great. Like, man, you better 
back away. I love both it. had their helmets on, though, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love it. Someone on ESPN wrote That's what it would take me to get a fight. <laughs> <The> helmet on? <laughs> Definitely a full uniform. Someone on ESPN wrote a big puff piece about uh, Joe Milton's cannon of an arm that week, trying to, like, you know, get the game juices going because right. ESPN's broadcasting and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, go out and lay an egg at Florida. And Florida like, got dusted by Utah. Right. It's like, John Jett's a fast receiver. Like, right. Yeah, he just runs straight line. That's like, all he Can't does. catch, can't do anything else. Yeah. That's what Milton does. He just throws it really. Like, he can throw it 100 yards. I'm like, uh, John do you want Uncle Jett. Rico or do you want, like, a talented quarterback? Right. <laughs> Willie Galt, man, basically. Uh, Georgia, tra- you know, trailed South Carolina 14-3 at the half before turning it on. I mean, come on. Well, right? South Carolina's probably just really good, so. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. just beating up on each other. It's, 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 the SEC. it's the SEC. It's good on good, it's baby. It's the SEC, Fire, man. And tired. Five undefeated. Three weeks into the season, we have five undefeated SEC teams left. Georgia, not, no surprise there. We probably expect that. Ole Miss, probably not a big surprise. You know, Kevin's got him a perennial yeah. top, you yeah. know, eight to fifteen team. Auburn, okay. Auburn is very schizophrenic, man. They're going to either start zero and three or three and zero. You never know what you're going to get out of them. Uh, Kentucky, all right. And Mizzou, the best team in the SEC. Five teams undefeated in the SEC right now. Four of them probably make playoff. Yeah, I'm thinking it's it's got to be Missouri, Kentucky, Georgia, and Ole Miss at this point, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm enjoying it, man. It's been a weird year, a really weird year, where no team has looked awesome for through, through, through three weeks, right? Look at FSU, looked really good the first two games, goes up to Boston College, almost almost takes an L up there. I yeah. mean, it's, is it... I wonder it, if that was looking ahead or what, but interested to see what they do, because, you know, Clemson team is pretty desperate itself. Yeah, yeah. Is it... Is it the portal that's made for more parity already? I wonder. I think it's helped. I think it's also just, it just seems to randomly be a year where a lot of the elite teams don't really have the quarterback situation. Like even Ohio State, you feel yeah. like McCord's going to grow, but beginning yeah. of the year, you're not totally factored. Georgia, Bama, the starter's Ohio gonna be. State. Georgia's breaking in a dude. Guys. Bama's trying to fight, decide between three dudes, and none of them look very good. So I think there's a little bit of that at play, too. Yeah. I mean, it's just weird. And, and, and just the Bama thing at the top makes it weird by itself. Yeah. And there's also a bunch of other. So, in my opinion, that's fun, though. Oh, I love I it. love yeah. watching games now because I'm yeah, like, I don't, know win this, I don't know who's going to win yeah. this game. Imagine if we were picking games this year. How bad would be? Like, <laughs> like, we'd have to shut <laughs> that down. Stopped. <laughs> yeah, we'd have to shut it down week two. I mean, it'd be all over the place. Like, ooh, man, 0-15, 0-15, congrats. Um, yeah, I'm excited, man. Fun weekend. Again, six games featuring top 25 opponents squaring off. Chris and I are going to be in South Bend. Bodie, you going to be in South Bend? I will not. Couldn't get the hookup. Couldn't get the hookup. My whole life leading to this moment. Yeah. Nobody at this radio station cares one <laughs> ounce. How are you going to handle hold the like the sound bubble or whatever? Or is That's that what TV the, only, is Caleb right? doing that? Caleb, Caleb's going know, through yeah. OSU. Oh, he's going the Lantern. Yeah, the yeah. sports radio group yeah. at OSU. So oh, Caleb's right. getting right. to go. Nothing. Uh, no one could do any favors here. You couldn't Nothing, like. Man. I know. You, did you? Talk, like I don't even work here. Did you talk to the employees? <laughs> Maybe I just won't show up tomorrow. <laughs> fine, fine with me. Not I my mean, problem. Not my problem either. <laughs> did, your, did, <laughs> did you talk to like Kiels or Lachey? You got to talk to the people that make Kiels. I will get you food all weekend. I'll make sure your suit's pressed. You know? Are, are you planning ahead in that manner? I probably should have done a better job. Than yeah. That, yeah. Make sure yeah. slacks are pressed, shoes are polished. I mean, you could have gone to the game. You know. I don't know if I, uh, <laughs> my chest pain would have been good sitting in the stands. We will, they would have had to uh, hit the paddles oh, sure. out. Yeah, just they would have had to take me out on the cart. <laughs> They'd have him in the box where he can't cheer, too, and he'd be up there dying. <laughs> no yeah. cheering in the press box, <laughs> except for me. Um, yeah, big games. We're gonna, Chris, we're going to have to try to figure out a way to watch these while tailgating. Uh, and Bodie, 
Keep your phone ringer on Saturday night because uh, you're going to be getting calls from us if things go really well. Let you know what kind of pizza we want. On yeah, Tuesday. I always uh, I put the phone on the old do not disturb during Notre Dame games. It's best for my health. Uh, right. so, well, I'll talk I think, to you about midnight. I think last time last time Chris and I went to a Big Ten ro- or a High State road game uh, did not work out well. It was the, when Iowa trucked Ohio State. Oh, okay. so we were like our history's on our side. I'm telling you, Kinnick was bleeding scarlet in the third quarter. Like it's just Ohio State fans trickling out, and they were like, "Have a great trip home." They're all nice to us. And we're like, "All right, all right." Make sure you wave at the children. We didn't even go out. We just went back to the room. No, we watched like Animal Planet. Like it was that kind of night. Like we got some delivery food and watched like some Animal Planet. It was that kind of night. I mean, the first night was like yeah, with the bars. It was great. Second night, I was like man. So uh, hoping for something better this time. Coming up, Radio Buckshots. Jim Harwell's back this weekend. Get to that one. Come back. It's Lev Moore's on the fan. The fan is live and local with morning juice, caffeinate, and dominate. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9. The Fan, Ohio's sports destination. It's the last segment of the show. You know what that means. It's time for Buck Shots. Hey, thanks for listening to us tonight. We had a blast, man. It's so much more fun to do the shows. Uh, you know, I guess we should be excited for every show, but it's human nature for these big ones. Oh, big it's games, just a little yeah. better. Just a little better. And Bodie, just want to clarify, Notre Dame plus three and a half. That's correct. Yep. For pizza from somewhere nearby the next time we have a show or one of our next shows. All right. All right. We good there? All right. Good. He got us last time. Yeah, he won last time. Yeah. We were feeling too cocky. We gave 17, 17 points. That's, that's why he had to ask. He got more points. Yeah, I don't blame him, right? He'd probably get like 10 out of us if he gets a little, <laughs> get a little crazy. So I don't blame you at all, Bodie. Uh, Jim Harbaugh back after a three-game suspension this week. Michigan will welcome 3-0 and Rutgers to the big house. That's at noon. I'll keep an eye on that one, too, because, uh, you know, is Greg Schiano cooking a little? It, it's Rutgers, you know, and, and, you know, they beat Northwestern 24-7, to 36-7 over Temple. 35-16 over Virginia Tech. Um, and those aren't great teams. But for Rutgers, those are big wins. I mean, in, in both of them, are, they cover all three games. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah. When you know, when you prepare for him, too, you're going to see some craziness. You, you know, oh, yeah. Ruskies, yeah. flickers, reverses, special teams nonsense. I mean, he you know does what he tries to do to neutralize the talent disadvantage. So sure. You definitely have to um, be mindful when yeah. you're taking on the, the Scarlet Knights. And I fully don't expect... Michigan to lose to Rutgers. I don't. But if it's close in the fourth quarter, that could be fun. You yeah. know? I, fun. I, they could hang around for a little bit. I mean, Michigan hasn't looked, you know, super great so far. I don't think they scored more than 35 points in any of their games, and that's been against East Carolina, UNLV, and Bowling Green. Terrible schedule. This is their first uh, FBS, their P5 team. Yeah. First P5 team of the season. Congrats. Uh, JJ McCarthy, you talk about them not playing well, had three picks against Bowling Green. You know, if Kyle McCord had three picks against Bowling Green, fans would be burning this town down right yeah. now. Yeah, but, be. you know, I Mark McCarthy's defense, I mean, he took him to the playoff, you know, last year. He's completing 82% on the year, seven touchdowns, but he doesn't Did you watch the playoffs, though? Now. I did. Yeah? Yeah. Wasn't too good in that one. No, no, it no, wasn't. Wasn't, wasn't too good in that one. Uh, Michigan's got this running back. We've talked about him before. And, buddy, this is, I feel like this is something we can come together on because Notre Dame hates Michigan, too. So I feel like, that would be correct. I feel like there might be some handshakes in South Bend this weekend between fans saying, man, Michigan. You know, yeah, it's, it's, it might have some tailgates out there with the TV. Dude, if Rutgers. Green and red. If Ru- cheering. If Ru- <laughs> I'm saying if Rutgers can spring an upset, not likely, but if they can, you'll see Notre Dame and Ohio State fans hugging. Yeah. I mean, you will. You'll straight yeah. up you know, sharing beers and, like, you know, invite each other to see their families and, and whatnot. Florida State wins, too. Because I, I can't they, imagine they now. Like Dabo? You guys like hate Dabo like we do? I mean, I don't know if it's like a... Probably not hate because Dabo hasn't run his mouth about Notre Dame the way he has Ohio State, but 
You know, they've had a little bit of a rivalry yeah. over the last handful of years. They've played a lot. Yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. That was, you could never even played Clemson and hate, Cle- and hate Dabo. Yeah. <laughs> Marcus Freeman's first big win, right? Truck and Dabo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, loving that. Uh, Donovan Edwards, Michigan running back. He did an interview with PFF in July where he said, we, we roasted him then. He was going to revolutionize the running back position, go down as like Walter Payton and Barry Sanders. <laughs> My dude, Donovan, he's a good back, but you, you can't say that and then start your season 27 for 96 which is a 3.6 average, long of 14 and zero touchdowns. You can't you can't do that. Yeah, he went uh, 12 for 37 in the opener. How about six for nine yards, six carries for nine yards against that juggernaut UNLV? He's defense. revolutionizing the position. Yeah. I mean, that's how you do it, right? Getting 1.5 a carry, that's exactly how you do it. Last up, man, Mel Tucker fumbles the biggest bag in sports. On Monday, Michigan State announced that it notified Tucker with written notice of their intent to fire him for cause. Notification is part of his contract. He's got seven days to respond. It stems from an ongoing school investigation. Um, you know, and basically the school said that uh, he brought, you know, public disrespect, contempt, and ridicule. There's some, you know, all standard stuff in contracts. <laughs> and this all stems from a, a USA Today story on, on September 9th uh, where he sexually harassed uh, rape survivor and activist Brenda Tracy. And he's denying it. He came out with a statement today saying it was, you know, it's bias against him. There are other motives in play. Entirely consensual. Entirely consensual between two adults. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, we're not in the room. We don't know exactly what was said. But oh, my question is, it, let's let's assume Mel's right. And, and you can't do that. But let's just, for, for this, for the sake of this mm-hmm. little exercise, let's assume he's, it was consensual and they had a relationship or whatever. You're married and you have a ninety-five million dollar contract. Why a clause would you in your do, contract? Why would you do anything? Clause. Why yeah. would you do anything besides drink yeah. milk and go to bed yeah. early? I mean, like honestly, <laughs> why would you do anything else? You don't even have to win football <laughs> no, games anymore. No. The money's yeah. there. Yeah. It was guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, guaranteed. So now he could forfeit seventy-nine million of that nine point or ninety-five. He's of course firing back. It's going to end up in court. They'll settle. Probably get ten million or yeah, something. Gonna, yeah, maybe more. We'll see. But just massive, massive, massive bag loss. There. Yeah, seems like could have avoided a lot of a lot of problems there. Yep. Hey, so what? What do you? Have? Tuesday night. We got Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Set four days, Look man. At you. Four nice. days. I'm getting my math down. Four <laughs> days from now, we'll be in South Bend. As always, take care of each other. Be good to each other. Good night. Want to know anything about the fans contest? How to win? Or what's up for grabs? Check out 971thefan.com. The Fan, Ohio's sports destination. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus.